Rightio, this more than a game. We go back to 1993. Carlton and Essendon played off in the grand final, as they are going to do this Sunday night at the MCG. And by the sounds of it, there's going to be a fair bit of celebrations happening with these Bomber boys because <laughs> on this fantastic day, the 25th of September, 1993, they went out and absolutely trounced the Blue Baggers 44 points in the finish. And one of the stars of the day had 22 disposals and kicked a goal. That was Mark Harvey, and he joined us. Go halves! Good evening. Did I just listen to you've just spoken to Uze and Beats, have you? No, I did. Yes, yes, yes we well we did, yes. Now, you're a Melbourne supporter, so we'll get that straight before <laughs> I get on with talking about it. Yes. Um, by the way, I went out, I went with Uze to a uh, coaches conference in New York and so I saw another side to Uze. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not talking about that. <laughs> no, hang on. Um, What's the forget, other side? Don't forget, don't forget, we, we did smash them in the two thousand round. We 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 have we have spoke got other S people on to talk about that one. That hurts I like remember. hell. So let's just Yes, right. get get it out of your system, the K halves. Uh, tell me we'll, about we'll, that day. We'll get back to the ninety three. Well <laughs> what a phenomenal uh, fairy tale storyline it was um, we were uh, in transition of our list uh, previous year Tim Watson oh, sorry Simon Madden Terry Danaher and all these guys had, had retired in the previous couple of years and we were inducting a couple of young players into our team no one gave us any hope um, I think we won the night premiership that year which was conducted in sort of March um, and then from there we, our season started slowly we were one and four uh, and we had upwards of eight to nine young players under the age of 20. And from there, you wouldn't believe it, we finished up playing in, a, in the first night final, which was against Carlton ever, um, which was the, the first final. And then we were lost by a couple of points. We finished up playing West Coast and Adelaide in the finals. And then we finished up in a grand final. What a, what a sensational mm-hmm. read it was. Um one that's uh, never been forgotten within because there was self-belief that wasn't there initially, but it was all about momentum and a great coach who was very astute of bringing age demographics of young players, older players together and getting the most out of them. Harves, this was here. When did, when did that, in that year, did you as a sort of senior player feel like, hang on, these, these kids are really good? Um, we're a sniff here. Well, you know, when you train with these guys and you see the application, so Herb was probably the best trainer, best endurance. Uh, then, so you, you can start to see the attributes. McCurry was silky, silky clean. Uh, Fletcher was a gangly kid who was just coming out. Of, well, he was still involved in school, actually. His first game was, mm. uh, you know, uh, fl- playing for... He was either playing for his school or he was playing for, for, for Essendon. Um then you had guys like Mercedes, who was rat cunning, played in the midfield. You had to require positions. And don't forget, these blokes have been coached by Dennis Pagan the previous year in 1992 in our reserve. So they had a good grounding when you see what Dennis has gone on to do with his coaching career. So they, they, they were actually very good uh, readers of the game. Uh, all of them, I would have, Paul Hills was another one. He came from North Ballarat. Ricky Olorenshaw came from Keelor Football Club, where I was from. So these guys, which is quite different to now, would have played 200 games of junior football. So they had football instinct and IQ. And uh, that, that came to the fore pretty quickly. And in those days, don't forget, they came from the old zone days. There was no draft. That was the old zone. So, um, you know, the, these guys were born and bred in Essendon's backyard. And what about the 
physicality because those years, that years, I mean, you're playing against the West Coast and the Adelaide that just had, were just full of muscle. What about the physicality side? Did that sort of concern you at all? Or could you just see that it was more about everything else? It did because they started targeting the younger players as, as the, you know, as they become aware of potentially what sort of threat we were becoming. So mm. there was a couple of old wise heads. Peter Somerville could hold his own. Pete Wallace could hold his own. Uh, you could throw in me there for, for yes. a, to a certain extent. So uh, Paul Salmon wasn't his go. Uh, Gary O'Donnell was a nice... All those blokes from Ringwood were nice, you know, either bank tellers <laughs> or, or, you know, that sort of stuff. Yep. It, de- it depended on your profession and how you grew up with it, the way you played the game in those days. But we made, we made sure that we looked after the younger players if they were getting targeted. So Wanganine and all the, uh, Michael Long was the other one, so he, he would jump in with the best of it. Uh, if um, there was any intimidation that was going to take place as the year wore on. But you're right, West Coast won the Premiership in 92. They were favourites in 93, and they won it in 94. And that was the game. We beat them in about round 16 or 17 at the MCG, and that was the famous jacket-waving yep. Kevin Shirty looking at the box with Mick Malthouse in the other box for West Coast. And we beat them by a couple of points, and that's when I knew, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, something's happening here. Um uh, so that's where the belief come from and um, there were a couple of things that we preached to each other along the way I think the alcohol was off the table for, for pre-finals and, and moving into finals and then uh, we actually had a talk from Kevin Bartlett just on the eve of the finals he said uh, don't sing it don't celebrate don't sing your song uh, make sure you leave it for when you get into the right uh uh, area, meaning a grand final where you can really let go. So there was a couple of little things that just sort of hit home and um, we didn't get carried away the situation and we're fortunate enough to get to that grand final, which was Carl. It was, but to, to get there you had to go through the Crows, which was one of the, the teams Was was talking about, um, and you know, the big, tough, mighty Adelaide Crows at the time, but you, you, you were 42 points down or something like yes. that um, yeah. at half time. Yeah. Can you take it us was. into the rooms there if your memory can serve you at all, I mean, it would have been an extraordinary sort of speech, maybe by Kevin. Well, I was actually I didn't play; I was injured, um, and I was just uh, just sweating on the fact that trying to get to a grand final. And don't forget, there were seven or eight players in that '93 team that had played versus Collingwood in 1990, which was embarrassing. Let's 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 face it, because when when you lose grand finals to Collingwood, um, <laughs> you, 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 you you're faced with that sort of scenario and those yep. people for the rest of your life. So there's, the, there's a bit of damage control there, um, but I can remember walking in half-time, Mark Thompson attacked our midfielders because uh, he was playing in defence and the ball was coming down unpressured and therefore that's why Modra and the lights were kicking goals and that's why they were, the scoreline was what it was. I, I grabbed the younger players and made them understand that you may never get to this position where you have the opportunity to play in a grand final, just relax. And then, uh, then we walked into Kevin's uh, room where he would always get to the whiteboard, uh, and he'd have some sort of storyline that would make or convince us that we were still in the game, or in fact we could win the game. And he had these circles, and he had a couple of faces on them, and they had smiles on them. And he said, "You wouldn't believe it, you blokes." He said, "This is how comfortable Adelaide, Adelaide are." He said, "I looked over at the coach's box at those days. MCG coaches' boxes were right next to each other." He said, and I looked over at Graham Corns and he had his feet up on the, on the windowsill and he was <laughs> smiling, smirking, uh, thinking that they've won the game and, in fact, all the assistants were. He said, if that's what they believe, then that's our opportunity. 
You yeah. might, this is what you need to do. In the first 10 or 15 minutes, we need to claw our way back into the game, kick the first couple of goals, and then we'll see whether this comfortable state of mind that the coach is in will be portrayed with the players. Well, that's what we did. By three-quarter time, we got within striking distance with them and three goals. And naturally, when you're playing at the MCG, we had a huge following, mm. and the crowd were roaring. And this this unbelievable thought process that, you know, we'd come this far and why not make the most of it, just took total control. Darren Buick and Michael Long absolutely split open Adelaide after halftime, but more in the you know, last quarter. And we split open the game, we got momentum, and we finished up winning the game. Yeah. Tim Watson kicked the last goal. He was a bloke that we spoke, that we got out of retirement yeah. at the age of 33. Um, and he was a great mentor for the young players. And, and it was just a dynamic mix, uh, both on and off the field. And we go on to play Carl. And wow. Yeah, that was ex- yeah, that, that, It was amazing. And then it, to, the two grand final day, and you're talking about how young they are. I mean, we saw even... Sort of last year in the grand final, we had the experience of Geelong versus the the sort of inexperience of Sydney, and how how much uh, it affected the Swans. Um, how, how, how did you calm the younger players down for the grand final? I mean, that would have been an achievement in itself. Well, I think that's where those seven or eight players have been through the grand final process. Himself, Bomber, and Fish, for that matter, had been through eighty four, eighty five. So we knew actually how to approach it. So we would use our experience about. Then talk through what that would look like, <coughs> which was um, always going to be. And don't forget, you know, Wanganeen wins the Brownlow, so that that all adds to it as well. Yeah. So, and how's he going to handle that situation? So we we just took all responsibility away from the players with ticketing and all that sort of business, and we just went about our week. Uh, Kevin downplayed. Which he normally did in the media, uh, that Carlton were the favourites and they'd had a week mm-hmm. off and, you know, um, they beat us in the final. But we, all of a sudden, we had, you know, 10 or 15,000 people watching us at training. And, and just to see the, the enjoyment on the young players' face to say, geez, what is, well, what is this all about? How good is this? And, you know, it, it you know, it's folklore. It's folklore what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, the Thursday night, but there was drama. There's always drama in selection. Yes. And unfortunately, Derek Kickett and David Slade didn't get a game. Yeah. Um, uh, myself and Dean Wallace come in the team. Uh, that was always, uh, uh, that's all that takes place. It's unfortunate that the, the blokes can, you know, don't miss out on playing in a grand final. Anyway, you have to get on with business and then you go through the grand final parade through the streets of Melbourne and you get up there and you think, I'm still thinking, are these young blokes going to hold their nerve? I just, mm. but I was more about thinking about, am I going to get. I had to do a fitness test. Am I going to get to the line? Am I going to be fit enough to be able to play and not let the, you know, my teammates down? So, anyway, it was all that sort of uh, storyline that had to evolve, and it did. And uh, as we know, what happened on grand final day, we basically dominated the game. Um, and, you know, Milhanner got knocked over early, and Silvani was... Uh, well, he, if he didn't have a handkerchief, he, he, he did after he, he thought he touched that point. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we, we, you know we, we, we dominated all over the field. And, and these young kids, are still, it's like they're playing, you know, fresh. You know, they're just yeah. on top of the ground. And, you know, as I said, they all had great skill. That was, that was the most important thing. They all had great skill. And who, which made life easier. If you get to the end of the game, who, who maybe out of that younger group, did you just 
you know, who was your first hug of and say, mate, you were you inspired me today, or how did you feel? Well, I, you know, normally it's positional, and I was in the back line at that stage, so it would be Dustin Fletcher. We had Wanga being down there. There was David Grenville, Mark Thompson, Dean Miles was down there for a while. Well, so that that would that would have been the group that I first got to, and then naturally, the, then you sort of come to the centre centre circle, and that's where you sort of embrace each other. Then and you just see the joys on this face, on the faces of these young players. You think, look at how how lucky are they in their first year? Well, by the way, I did play in my first year, which was '84 in a grand final, and I sort of I knew um, what they were feeling. So it's just <clears throat> it's what it's all about. Uh, make no mistake and. This weekend we get to <coughs> have a mm. well, first we're playing Carlton, so the timing of it is all intact with what happened, uh, and we celebrate for a couple of days. Yeah, but so you don't do things in halves at Bomberland, do you? You, you go we love, up. We, we love well, the past players. In, in from everywhere, and it's fascinating to see what after thirty years what these guys do for a living. All right, so <laughs> just run, run this by a couple of places. Oh. Ricky Olerenshaw. Right, yep. he's the king of Bali, so he runs a couple of. Well, he runs a business in, in Bali. So then we've got David Greenvolt, who heads up the RSL, head of RSL for South Australia and West Australia. Wow. Uh, sorry, Northern Territory. Paul Salmon can't go because he's in Morocco doing some sort. Of, I actually don't know what Paul Salmon's ever done. <laughs> James Hurd, unfortunately, is not coming because he's in New York um, doing business. Michael Simons was a, was the emergency. Unfortunately, he missed out too. He's uh, he's in the mines in South Africa. So yeah. it's just fascinating where all these guys have gone to. You know, yeah. Gary O'Donnell now lives in Perth. Uh, Peter Somerville lives in Queensland. So Michael Long lives in uh, Northern Territory. So there's not many of us that live in Victoria. But anyway, they're flying in from everywhere. There's about four or five that are missing, unfortunately. And you did say off air that uh, you uh, you go quite well on a on a past players sort of event. <laughs> who 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 do you got to sort of keep up with? Well, 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 believe it or not, there's a couple of uh, you know. Sean Dedham could hold his own. He's, he's of Irish descent, right? So yeah. you know you know how they party. So yeah. he could more. Than, Chris Danaher was from the middle of New South Wales, so he's a country boy. So he went all right too. Blokes like David Kelzer, we called him the Maltese flyer. Um, he, 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 he was a life of the party. He yep. was always a practical joker. With Mercedes and Mercury and all those guys, well, uh, they were uh, very well advanced with their thought process about how to celebrate. Put it that way. <laughs> we did have Joe on, and uh, yeah, I think we did uh, speak about it. I think he'd definitely be looking forward to it, Joe. Yeah. Yes, 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 and you know, then you then you got the old bomber was sort of uh, down the track with his family. O'Donnell was too. Buick was evolving there, so was Michael Long. But 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 we all celebrated together, and it, it went on and on and on. And uh, yeah. yeah, and, and we'll uh, we'll take it up again thirty years later. Yeah, so you should. And uh, just just lastly, uh, Harves, uh, tell us about your goal in the grand final. Um, talk us through it, and what quarter was it, and uh, and uh, how did you feel after? Well, I think from memory, I was oh, might have been the third quarter. I started on L Sporting. I had to keep an eye on Kearney because Fletcher was on him. Sorry, I had to lay off at times. <laughs> <laughs> they made a few changes anyway, so I thought I, once we got momentum, when you're playing in defence, you can get on your bike and be attacking. So that's when I started to make a few moves. And, you know, I was lucky enough to keep a goal, but uh, that was insignificant. Uh, it was more about um, just the adulation of 
what a what a transpired. I think I, I'm looking back at the last lot of premierships, and the only one close to us. And don't forget, there wasn't the interstate clubs in '93 that there is now. Mm. But what the Bulldogs achieved some years ago. Yep. Sort of emulated just from an age de- demographics, but they did it actually harder. They did it on the road, if you remember. Yeah. Uh, and before they got to Grand Final. But that was something in the year, what, what, you, you just couldn't believe that a team could get up from that sort of uh, position. No, no. It was an extraordinary season, extraordinary. They, they do say it was the best AFL season of all time, and and uh, it was won clearly by the best team. Hey, Harbs, we must, we must leave it there, buddy. We'd love to get you uh, on again to talk uh, coaching and everything else you've done in footy because it's all fascinating. But I uh, really appreciate you giving us some of your time tonight. No worries. There's more to come. Oh, no. Thanks, <laughs> <Exactly>. Al. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Mark Harvey, the Triple Premiership superstar from the Bombers.